There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Trying to get by Benning. Darnell Nurse left it in the corner. Gets up center. We're good. Back. We're back. <laughs> I could stop. Being oh, what, were you talking about your favorite Disney movies? No, yes. Were you were you uh, were you over there you talking about your favorite Disney think. movies? There you go. Is that what you were doing? You were vamping about Disney. No, no, no. We uh, oh, I should have done that. You know what? You know the the podcast over. I think I said it every <laughs> So good night, everyone. Thanks for showing up, Pat. You've been beautiful. Always. I'm, always. I'm sorry to everyone that there wasn't two of me for the entire <laughs> right. show. Um, as much as I love talking, that would have been very annoying. Um, so yeah. But you want to talk no, about Disney movies? No, I'm down. Thank you, everybody, for staying here yeah, and not leaving, okay. by the way. Uh, that was a good thing. <laughs> that always makes me like, oh, Jesus Christ. I'll I start freaking you. out about the whole thing. So let's get it going. Let's have a good time. Um, Ducks, Ducks look to uh, go 4-0. And uh, they come in on the road into Pittsburgh. And Gibby gets a start. Um, he hasn't played bad against Pittsburgh, I think, ever since his first two starts. We were just right? talking about So that's, about that's, how, that's how it's been going for him. Um, he gets to start it tonight because Miller's going to get it on the back end of the, of the uh, second of the back-to-backs like we talked about last last game. But a mm-hmm. um, little bit of changes in the lineup. Holzer getting getting slotted in. 20-minute uh, MDZ uh, gets the scratch tonight. So Michael Delzato, his championship pedigree, mm-hmm. maybe he should have been on the ice tonight for the loss, and it would have been a little different for the Ducks, who will never know. Um also, did you find yeah. it interesting that uh, <laughs> that Aikens put Richie, Henrique, and Kasha back together? To, you know, to start the game, that was the line that got put together that had some success under uh, good old RC for a bit. 
No, I mean, not not unusual. I'm I. I mean, at this point, it's almost like uh, they're they're trying to find anything that that's going to kind of work. And he's you know early on. Hey, we got a three and zero start. Let's start tinkering around if we need to. You know, just see what might work out. Uh, you know, see where Richie can slot in. I guess um, I didn't feel like Richie even looked all that out of place today. Um, but uh, you know. I don't. I don't think it was a, an unusual call. They they've been pulling people in and out of the lineups, especially on that defensive side. But also, they're trying to move pieces around. I'm surprised Comtois didn't get that shot. But I'm sure because of this outing, we probably see Comtois maybe uh, slotted tomorrow. So Dwight. Dave chimes in. He goes, "Real quick question before I go. I know you guys are high on Jones, but my eye test tells me he's <laughs> struggling. Maybe swap Jones for Comtois tomorrow. I think that's going to be the case. I do." Um, I don't. I don't think mm-hmm. that Jones was horrible by any means, but unnoticeable is probably what I would say on, on the positive side of things. So why not give Comtois the chance to uh, to slot in here? Yeah, and I think uh, you know if you kind of use like last year's um, matrix or you know eye test or whatever that you were watching. They were heavily one, you know, one line, two line, and very, very rarely played the fourth line. And so you would see those guys over and over and you get a little bit more chances. Now it's few and in between. And so I think you you miss a little bit of how good some of the players are, how many chances they get. So I don't think Max Jones is playing nearly the minutes. You know, this is just my eye test and not actually looking at the uh, data if he's actually playing the same uh time on ice but uh same thing it just seems like last year just just a little snake bitten and you know he's he's doing a lot of nice things but it's just not converting into offense yet but that's kind of a team-wide problem i mean we only hit three goals uh you know in the last uh, two games so you know we're, we're struggling still a little bit on offense even though we look better we're just not it's converting. the the old yeah, the old daryl sutter uh, it's a three two league he said that uh many many years ago uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now he's part of anaheim so <laughs> okay it's, it's a three two league you know, it's, it's gonna be yeah, low scoring yeah, that's it. Yeah, um that's let's get into the game well because i want to talk to you about the first okay. period for sure um kind of a stuffy boring is what i got out of it for sort of first period uh, you know, they they set off the ice. I think it was Crosby saying, you know, both teams trying to fill each other out here. Yeah, you know, the typical uh, typical answer there. But, I mean, really, neither team had anything going. Every every little play they had to come through the neutral zone was kind of stuffed. Plays, you know, kept mostly to the outside. But um, we did get some exciting uh, play in here. I mean, Holzer had to throw down with Johnson in the first period. Uh, you know, not necessarily a heavyweight I want to pay-per-view watch. But uh, interesting play there to see Holzer drop the gloves. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, no, as far as, uh, you know, feeling each other out, you know, it's like, I mean, they, they play each other twice a year, uh, and it seems like we always go to Pittsburgh really early in the season, and that just seems to be it the last few years. So, uh, yeah, neither team seemed to be all that, you know, on top of it or, or pushing the issue in the first period. Uh, Pittsburgh's coming in with a lot of injuries to key players as well. So, I mean, even Hornquist was uh, a possibility to play or miss. Uh, but, I mean, there, uh, Brent Russ is out, Gilchenyuk's out, Malkin's out, uh, Bookstead's out. So, I mean, they, they were missing a significant amount of players. And so I felt like they were probably more like, hey, defensive shell, make everything happen outside and, you know, wait for our chances. 
And the Ducks are, you know, trying trying to get through that. But, you know, you got a, a young squad and that offense is not quite clicking at what I thought it would be doing. They were doing all right, but, you know, not the greatest. Uh, but as far as that holes are hit, he just leaned I like on him. Anyways, yeah, like that guy, that guy just like is like he started to lose an edge and then almost kind of like just kind of like oh, I'm gonna try and see if I can do this. Oh no, I ran into a solid person and then just boom, and then you know uh, the I can't remember the Johnson name. got uh, hit. came in and yeah, you know tried and then he and then he had to Johnson got hit. Bluger Bluger had to fight. Began with Quibini and Holzer today. Bluger, yeah. Yeah, so he came in, and if it was a necessary fight, nor was it a smart decision for him to fight because Holzer was uh, more than capable of handling him. And then the Ducks actually get a power play out of yeah, that. Yeah, don't you got so, you gotta love that good old uh, uh, instigating. The instigating. Uh, they, they, the league actually throw in there for yeah, the instigating. No so not only do you get an instigator, he gets a five minute and then a ten minute, and so the dude's gone for the whole period. And this is a team that's decimated at forward position at this point. So. It was it was kind of odd, but I mean, if that counts as one of the three Ducks power plays, I mean, that one was kind of soft. I mean, it was an instigator, but at the same time, it was like it, uh, it, what it did do for uh, for, for Dallas Aikens is it, like it, um, it kind of tossed his uh, his defensive pairs into a blender a bit, and we saw a few different pairs at different times tonight, so that made things fun in the first period. But there was nothing really on the high end chance for Anaheim in this. I mean, Raquel hits a post on the power play. Um, Richie had the puck roll off his stick at the moment of truth on the side of the net, which I don't think he really had a whole lot of chance on that. I mean, that's that's a tough one for Richie. Yeah. Um, but on the other side of things, John Gibson doing uh, John Gibson things. Had to make a couple of good stops in the first period. And, I mean, that kind of wrapped it up, right? I mean, kind of a stuffy first period is how I wrote in the notes here. It just, just kind of felt like nothing was really going for anybody. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like either a lot of neutral zone play or plays along the boards, but not a lot of golden opportunities and not a lot of... What, what would an uh, NHL coach in, say if they were asked they were. period? They would say, that's a, sol- that's a solid road game so far, right, by Anaheim? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, well, I mean, to, just ask the uh, soon-to-be coach, uh, Crosby. Yeah, we're feeling each other out. You know, we, we, we were solid defensively. You know, we, we'll get our chances. You know, Got to get so, pucks uh, in know, deep. Take your time every period, every shot at time. Yeah, deep, you know. Well, well let's so zero zero <laughs> second period. Um, uh, to use another hockey cliche, uh, you know, Pens were getting in in, uh, in John Gibson's kitchen a bit in the crease, slapping around a bit, especially Patrick Hornquist getting in on in on him there in the crease. Um, yeah. For, I mean, honestly, they were around his crease most of the night, and Gibby did his best to stay cool, but that came to be in the second period. Um, how did you feel about, and Manson had a bad game and I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to give away my answer for the question at the end of the night. It's who I thought was unimpressive, but he had a bad game tonight. <laughs> I, I assume it's going to be that shove in the face of Tanev. I mean, Tanev dove, like big time dove. Yeah. Hardcore. But you got to be yeah. a little more disciplined if you're Manson. You but, can't, you, you can't know, pop I a mean, guy that- like that. I, I could see that because I think in the first period there there was uh, someone who came in who uh, you know came flying in behind the Ducks net when uh, uh, Manson went to play up the boards. Literally swung by Manson, made it like a little just juke move. Oh, he side, turned around and wanted to right kill him. By it, but like the dude was strong. <laughs> he t- he leaked up for a solid two or three seconds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but with Josh Manson staring you down for two or three seconds when he should actually be paying attention to the play that's still in his zone off to the side. When he looks at you, like right there, like okay, he's he's pissed, and 
there were multiple times where uh, other players were, you know, you're kind of taking hits, little jabs here and there, and he kind of let it get to him a little bit, um, I thought. But once again, the penalties he took, I I didn't feel were really justified. The, the little hit and he just, you know, gets hit and then gives a little shove, and this guy just throws his head back, falls to the ground, and immediately starts looking around where the near. Oh, you go is. with the old Hayward just, there. When a guy hits the know, ice and stares at the referee, I no, might be suspicious. Like, like, uh, well, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Hayward, don't get me wrong. He's 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 a homer. I don't mind him as, uh, you know, uh, an announcer and, and an analytical guy, or you know, as, you know, throughout the. But what that guy did literally is what you saw. He just kind of got a little push, sold it with a head snap, fell down, and then literally picked his head up. He wasn't like no. grabbing his face where he was got hit or anything. He was just like looking around for the scene, like, all right, do I have to get up immediately or should I? Have this. I'm on the ice position. Yeah, just, yeah but I mean, he was kind of out of play yeah, a number had, of times. Yeah. That one just stood out to me, and I, I would agree with you. That was kind of like an eh call, but he didn't really need to do do the little uh, punch to the yeah. face. But uh, and then we have Sidney Crosby, who honestly, man, just had a whale of a game tonight. The guy was all over the ice. He very dominant. Um, also danced Manson on uh, uh, on a play later in the game. But uh, Crosby from the side of the net, perfect <sighs> deflection from that shot pass by Chris Letang. And I yeah. and like the broadcast has it right when they're like, uh, how many times think they've done this before? Because I've seen that almost. That's like a set play yeah. for the Pens. Get Crosby on the side. The guy's got ridiculous hands, and also it's that. one nothing because Gibby. What is Gibby <laughs> going to do there on the power play against Pittsburgh? Nothing on that point. Uh, well, there's nothing on that particular play from a goalie standpoint. You got to just play the percentages, which is just hey, it's going wide. There's a player there. It might hit him in the shin guard. It might hit him in the skate. It might hit him in the stick. But the likelihood of him putting it top shelf is minimal. Uh, at best, I mean, it's Crosby, so who knows? But, I mean, you're not sitting there as a goalie like, oh, that's Crosby over there. I'm just going to stare at him and make sure it's him before the guy shoots. You're focused on where the puck is and where it's going, and your instinction is to move and take the bottom half of the net away. And if they can roof it on a question like that, they get it. So, yeah, yeah, there's nothing a goalie's going to do. Unless he just happens to be a little slow or his arm just happens to be a little bit higher than normal and he ends up getting it. I mean, other than that, it's a guessing game. Well, well, the Ducks were able to answer back pretty quickly, and it was on a great play by Brendan Gooley, able to pinch up the boards like that, smart play, and, you know, be be given the opportunity to freewheel like that under Dallas Aikens. It was very clear with this defense that we talked about these first four games. Pinches up at the right time, doesn't get caught. Another guy who had a great game tonight, too, I feel like, on both sides of the puck. Gets it down to Richie. Richie, you know, defends well with the hips. Gets that nice little backhand sauce pass over to Kasha, who's able to just, I mean, pick his spot or just get it on that. But he beats Murray short side along Mm -hmm. the post. I mean, that's probably one that Murray would think he wants to have back. But honestly, that's tough. I don't know what you're going to do about that if uh, if you're Matt Murray. And I'd love to beat him up with a goal, but uh, pretty play there by the Ducks. Throw the puck between the triangle uh, of defenders and bury it, and also maybe a tie game. Yeah, the the key to that is quickness. Um, when it, it's a touch off of the stick from Richie and a touch off of the stick from Kasha just in, as long as it finds an opening, it's in because there's there's no set play a goalie's going to go from down low up you know up to 
where he shot it from and be completely up, down, set, and take things away. I mean, you're, you're kind of down up against the post. You're trying to hold that so you don't get banked in on. And then the second it goes there, you have to almost get up, but then start to get into position. And it happens so quick. He almost like barely even moved and he just found whatever opening was there. So it was quite honestly a lucky shot, but the fact that it was off quick, if he held on to it or held on to it for a little bit longer, Murray gets a chance to get up, possibly get set or get more set than he was. That shot happened and Murray never moved from where he was when Richie made the pass. And that's quickness. And that's a lot of times how you can beat goalies now if you can do it quick if you have a chance to set or move it doesn't give the goalie a chance to react Um, yeah exactly he can't can't react what do you think of nick ritchie's game tonight overall better i was more impressed the way he played today he had a lot of good um setups um so he was i thought he had a lot of really good passes and a little good touches on the play I mean, he didn't, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to be the guy who's running around, you know, carrying the play down low, holding on to it for a while. He's just a guy who's kind of a big body. He's going to maybe try and create some havoc in front of the net. But, you know, I don't really view him as that kind of touch pass guy, but he had a lot of really good setup passes. One resulted in a goal. A few didn't result in a goal, but without his little touch passes that he had throughout the game, uh, you know, we had even less scoring opportunities. So I thought he was definitely better than I've seen him so far. Uh, let's season. talk about uh, some penalty trouble here before we get out of the, of the second period and onto the third. Manson goes to the box again for a, a box again <laughs> for a hook. That was a bad call. I thought that was super ticky tack. I mean, he was like falling and his stick was stuck in him. It's just kind of like oh, whatever. Yeah. Goes to the box. Um, and then the weird play with Adam Henrique. I mean, I think he got tangled up with Chris Letang in the corner. I think it was Letang. And they were jostling, and Letang was, like, trying to not let him up right in front of the referee. No call. If it wasn't Letang, I don't remember exactly. I thought it was Letang because yeah. the pens are the power play. Um, Henrique gets up. And yeah, then later on, I mean, Henrique obviously looking for, like, a, you know, an interference call. Gets nothing. A little pissed. Throws a cross check at Letang. And it follows. On the follow-through, goes up. I mean, that's just not a good penalty for Henrique at all. You got to let that go when you're shorthanded. Put the Ducks down five on three, but uh, just just the story of this game, kind of the Ducks not getting enough going five on five, and especially you know it doesn't help when you're sitting in the penalty box, no matter how you get there. No. Yeah, I mean, you do enough of those penalties, and it kind of kills any momentum you might create throughout the game. And yeah. Yeah, to get to get that high stick, uh, it's unfortunate because I don't feel like he that was where the intention was. It just kind of the stick rode up and made it happen, which is unfortunate. But at the same time, it just felt like this this game was just frustration. Like they just they, they couldn't get anything going, and so when like little things start to happen, and then all of a sudden there's penalties against you, you don't maybe agree with, and then all of a sudden you're getting taken down, and the ref turns a blind eye or doesn't feel it's a penalty, and you start getting more frustrated, and then you start doing dumb things. And not that, you know, Henrique's a horrible player, does dumb things all the time or anything. It was just, it just had that feeling of the game where you just, you're getting frustrated, and you, you maybe do something that... Well, I mean, you said it, you you said it in pre-show. You said, I don't want to be that Ducks fan, but it really felt like the calls were going against us tonight. It, yeah. it kind of was swayed 
Um, later on in the third period, the, the, you know, the the um, over-the-glass call against Derek Grant that no one really saw, but somebody saw that was convinced yeah. by the bench. I mean, somebody all it's of a just, sudden saw us like there was no penalty, but then like, oh, let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's just just an that. odd call. Um, <laughs> the other, the other, you yeah. know, the, the penalty there, like we said, on Manson, um, Manson, Kasha getting hit in the mouth with a high stick going down to the tunnel on a follow through. That's a tough one along the, along him. the boards, huh? Well, no, that was a follow through, but he the follow through hits Richie's stick, and Richie's uh, stick is the one who hits. I didn't hits catch Kasha. that. I didn't catch so, that. Okay. Yeah. So how dare you go go against me on this? Uh, and you side with the referees. I know. So I, I know. <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm like contradicting. You know, and then like, uh, it just but, it just like, didn't go yeah, the ducks no. way tonight uh, on the side of the zebras. Um, Eric Stevens pointed out, yeah. and it was very obvious to me as well that Tampa Slinholm had another strong game tonight, especially on that five on three PK. Played well. Um, Gibby wouldn't go the whole night without some help. Got some help from the posts. Did help him out on, on a breakaway when there was a defensive lapse by Anaheim. Yeah. But uh, another strong game by the Swede Swede line. Silverberg, Raquel, and Lundestrom. I thought they played really well tonight. Uh, they were all over the ice. They were able to create. They weren't able to bury their chances, but they did get those chances. And I think that eventually those are going to pop through. I mean, Lundestrom even had a chance on a two-on-one but wasn't able to convert uh, when he was going up the ice with Silverberg. It just nothing was clicking for that line enough to get over the line, but they were everywhere tonight. You know, I'm wow. starting to disagree with you a little bit. Where did you bit. see that line um, look bad? I, I, uh, Parody. Here we go. <laughs> uh, no, it's not necessarily. It's not necessarily that I thought they looked bad. I just didn't think they looked great. I thought they looked. Uh, you know, hey, we we got some chances. We threw some pucks at the net. But I mean, essentially, if you got Silberg and Raquel out there, that's kind of your top offensive threat line, is it not? I mean. You would think Getz was playing with the kids off and on throughout the night. They kind of shifted him up and down the lineup, but that that sweet line, yeah, yeah, uh, Uncle Rico, Uncle yeah, that, that sweet line. I thought they played pretty well. I mean, they didn't get the goals that that came through, but I thought they had a good game today. I mean, I mean look, Kasha got the only goal on the on the old line that was put together by uh, old you know good old RC last year, um, and no one else really produced. So it's it's tough to say they had a bad game. I think they had a pretty good game. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to derive positives out of this awful loss. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, if you want to, but yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to, uh, you know, sugarcoat it. I, I thought they, much like most of the team, they, they were there, but not at the level I would have expected that line. Especially that line, I feel like that's the one I'm waiting for. So then like, what, you want to take out Lundstrom as the pivot and uh, put, in, they eat, put Getzloff Slotterman or put Henrique in Slotterman? Probably. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I, you know, I'm not quite sold on Lundstrom yet. I mean, he's very, very young and he's a good two-way player. Um, but I don't think he's a strong enough center to really kind of make that line work at this point. I mean, we're four games in. Raquel's got one goal uh, last game. Silverberg, one goal last game. Uh, other than that, you know, they're there kind of, but it's just it's not as potent or as uh, big of a threat as I think those two players should be. I think if they have maybe a little bit of stronger of a four or a center presence, whether it's Getzloff, whether it's Henrique, whether it's Sam Steele, if he comes back from injury, uh, you know, I think that line's a little bit more lethal. I think Lundstrom's good, but at this point, a fourth line good. If not, then maybe give him a little bit more seasoning in the AHL. 
So I'm not I'm not completely sold on that line yet, but I think they can be good. Well, let's get to the third yet. period, and then we'll, we'll talk about the game overall. Um, in the very beginning of that third period, <laughs> it was the Judd Gibson show, unreal yeah. stop on Hornquist, sliding pad sprawl when the Pens were on the power play, that, that leftover power play Ooh. from Derek Grant Phantom Buck over the glass. Um, Gibby just having another night. He had, he had to wear a cape again uh, at times tonight. Otherwise, this game uh, yeah. gets out of hand. It's not two one. I I I said I said this out loud. My my wife gave me a look, and I said, "We're not worthy." She had no idea what was happening. Like she's just walking around, paying attention to kids or whatever. I'm all, "We're not worthy of this guy." And then my wife like looked at me like, "What are you talking about?" I'm all, John Gibson. I don't think any team that has John Gibson is really not worthy. I mean, that that guy just has it. He's the best goalie. And imagine him on the best team. I don't think he made your top goaltender in the summer when we did our Patreon show. No. You had him behind Bassey, didn't you? Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky number one. We'll have to go I back and look, but I'm pretty sure he, he did not have him as the best Bass, goalie. Very disappointed in still. I have to look. But he's number he's the uh, top three, but, I mean, just look at what he's done this season. Uh, one goal against, one goal against, one goal against, two goals against, and somehow he's three and one. I mean, the dude does not give up goals. He's just he's, he tripped over, uh, you know, the 1.00 goals against the average because of tonight's game, which like that last goal is counting. But that guy is, you know, he's the reason we're in games at any point. It's it's even happening this season as it did last season. This season, we are a better team, one that can compete and actually score goals where there was no way to do that last year. This year, he's still doing what he was doing, but I don't think he even has so, as good so, as he is. Or, or to have him. But, uh, no, I was going to say, no, I know. So what, I was, what I was going to get at is, I'll go back just real quick. I want to address the chat. They said that uh, preferably this was uh, this is Brett. He has he says he sees issues with Lund- with uh, Lundstrom's game, as in he should pass when he or he should pass when he's shooting, and he should uh, shoot when he's when he's passing. Like he he's just indecisive as what his what he's doing there. He, he was saying that uh, slot steal in in that position, and and they ripped in preseason, which he's right. That line was very good together. Uh, with Sam Steele up the middle. So when he gets back off the IR, maybe we'll see that. Um, yeah. And then uh, the other thing that uh, Brett wants to let you know about is uh, how do you like Bobrovsky's year so far? He was pulled yesterday uh, in his uh, third start of the season already. In the first <laughs> period, after all. Well, I mean, according according to uh, Barkov should be scoring, I believe, like 90 <laughs> goals already to this point. So I don't know how they're losing so much. And Barkov's so great. Uh, yeah, that's going to happen giving you, giving you a, uh, a little bit when uh, a team goes, uh, he li- yeah, I know. Literally he went to Florida, Florida just completely <sighs> changed their roster. 11 goals in three games. Oh, good, good lordy. Good lordy. Not, not a goodie. But did you see that save <laughs> on Kucherov? I don't know if you saw that. That glove was, you know, just, just the save of the season at this point. <laughs> Maybe next to Carter Hart. So now let's talk about night. But anyways, yeah. No, I, I it does happen. Games, I mean, I still think John Gibson is better than Bobrovsky. Um, yeah. Pittsburgh gets the second goal of the game. It'd be the final goal of the game. Let's wrap this third period up. Gensel from the slot on a backhand feed from Crosby. 
Crosby, I mean, literally just shrugged Manson off of him. Manson was trying to be all over him. He just like, get <sighs> off. And Manson was like, okay, um, I can't keep up with you anyway tonight. Yeah. Uh, just another one of those games for Manson that we, we didn't see a ton of prior to last year. And he started to see more last year. And now, I mean, honestly, I don't think he hasn't looked all that great. It's, but getting shrugged off by Crosby, I mean, I think that could happen to anybody. Um, what are you going to do there? Just find Gensel in the slot. Everybody. It's over. <laughs> It's over at that point. Put Crosby, Crosby right there. He's going to pass the buck to anyone, and, and uh, even you would score. Yeah, even me. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, the, what are you going to do? You're going to have Josh Manson come from the side slash kind of behind Crosby and we'll just caught. completely bowl him over and make it happen? Hell no, he's not. He's, you know, unless you are just going straight forward at Crosby and he doesn't, and his eyes are closed, that's the only way you can hit him and knock him down. I mean, this guy's got a low center of gravity, and if, if you're not in front of him, you're even if you're beside you're him, never going to get around his ass if you're behind him. I mean, it's just at not that point, happen. you get you give up, you go, you go. Where is he going to go with it? At that point, you know, I start thinking like a Gretzky, like, well, where is he going to go with the puck? Because I'm not going to stop whatever he's about to do. So, uh, yeah, I didn't like. Once again, don't like being that guy that says that perhaps blew a call against us, but. That whole place started on the other end, and I can't think of the, the Ducks player who was there, but two Pittsburgh guys converge on him. One does a full-on tomahawk down, and the dude is falling, and then that's the turnover that leads to the rush the other way. And I'm like, we, we had less than that, and we got calls. And so I was a little annoyed. Like, I watched him, like, well, where's the call on that? And then sure enough, it starts heading back the other way, and then sure enough, it's a goal. Not to take anything away from Crosby. He's amazing. He put it in a perfect spot, and there was nothing John Gibson can do um, short of maybe instead of coming out to challenge, just jump to the side. But he's got to guess at that point, and that's what he did. He guessed, uh, but that puck was put right on a tee for Gensel to just bury it. So like he has done many times before, Crosby burns the Ducks, Gensel burns the Ducks, and uh, that's yeah, I mean, the winner. Right? I guess. I, I think the real winner save came from uh, Matt Murray's sweater. Uh, above his shoulder would Raquel beat him, beat him over the shoulder, but it got <laughs> caught right in his jersey. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> you know what they should do? I know what you and every other person who hates goalie says. We got to really reduce the size of those sweaters. Just those sweaters tape them. Really they they got to find a way to like attach them into the shoulder players. pad. The, no, attach them. No, they've got to be. They've got to be like. Uh, they got to be uh, the uh, tank tops. They got to be just like over here. You can see the pads and whatever. It's just like why have a jersey? I mean, they, they should be tucked. They should be almost like like a fitted pillowcase. Is right. What it be. I mean, sure. I mean, why? Why even have a jersey? I mean, just put an emblem on the their gear. I mean, they should be form fitting, but, but then the, the gear could catch it. And then then they should get rid of the gear if the gear starts. I just don't like puck, goalies. You know, why why like even have glove? a goalie? Give them the glove. It just catches too much. Just put the uh, make make everyone play posts. He's got to play posts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Post it out. Yeah, why well, have goalies? It should be six, six on six, and and then you have the nets upside yeah, yeah, yeah. down. No, that backwards. works for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm in on that. Why why have offsides? I mean, we should get yeah, rid of yeah. offsides, but that's a that's a uh, yeah, yeah. that's a topic for right. another show. We're 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 not changing. The but game that was the save of the night. Pure, Easily the uh, save of the night at all. If his jersey doesn't catch that, that pops the back of the net. <laughs> so it was a it was a Houdini. I didn't know where it went at first. Did you? Like right. Raquel go. shot it. I thought it maybe hit his shoulder. Then went and like he stopped and nothing. Then it rolled down his back and he it, felt it. 
I didn't. I didn't know till the replay where they, they saw him yeah, get tucked in there. When he, when he made the immediate move, yeah. When he made the immediate move, I thought like, oh, it's it's on his outside back or it's on his legs. He felt whatever they did a quick move. I'm like, oh, he feels it, so he's moving to wherever he feels it. And I'm like, oh, it's loose. And no idea it was still stuck in his jersey. So like, he made the move. And it's like, all right, well, no one knows where it is, and then he gets out and just. So Ducks can't get it done. The game ends 2-1 to one in favor of Pittsburgh. They tried pulling Giddy a couple of times. Still couldn't get anything going at that point. Um, take their first loss of the season, and uh, I wasn't surprised by it. As you guys all heard my prediction last game, I was kind of like, yeah, if they're going to lose, it's probably going to be uh, against Pittsburgh. That's yes. And probably Boston. Boston. Yeah, those two. <laughs> okay. Wouldn't be surprised. Um they really couldn't generate anything going going into the offensive zone. Or is that concern you at all on this damaged Pittsburgh Pittsburgh squad from what we've seen the first three games? Is that concern you going into Columbus tomorrow? The Ducks can't seem to get the wheels going enough. Yeah, it concerns me because not not necessarily the Pittsburgh game because I knew you know it was kind of evident early on that. Pittsburgh was going was depleted and they're going to have to play more of a defensive style and shutdown style. The fact they did it so well, the Ducks really couldn't figure out a way past it was a little concerning. But then also when they played Detroit, it took to the third period for them to really kind of figure things out. And it took kind of a, a giant swing of momentum to get the Ducks past Detroit. So, I mean, a game where they could have probably lost in Detroit pro- and did lose in Pittsburgh uh, you know, now they're going to play the third game of four nights, you know, now in Columbus. I mean, that's a little disconcerting. So, I mean, there's a little concern there. Um, Columbus is not the team from the past. But once again, we don't play these East Coast teams out on the East Coast very often, once a year. So now it's kind of, you know, almost feeling out how they're playing, how we're playing. And so the younger players and there's going to be mistakes and going to be learning. Yeah, but I mean, and, um, it might yeah, not all be kind of uphill a... tomorrow. I mean, Columbus is only, I think they've only won one game, and that was an overtime over the Sabres. They lost to the Leafs. They lost big time to Pittsburgh. It was like seven-something uh, when they played Pittsburgh to, I don't remember. They was, it was a low scoring on the side of Columbus for sure. But they got they got the Ducks tomorrow yeah. night, um, and then they play Saturday. So we'll see how they perform. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not ultra concerned about it. Monday. No, they play tomorrow, and then they play – Monday. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Jackets. So the, the Jackets, Jackets play tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're oh. beginning their first half of their back to back tomorrow against Anaheim. Oh, okay. um, I'm not a hundred. I'm not a hundred percent on the fence either way. Whether I'm like really upset about how this now this night went. It was against Pittsburgh. I know they were damaged, but going in, into Columbus tomorrow, they're not a good team. So if there's any time to regroup, it would be now and, and take the two points tomorrow night and go out and try to get them right. Get it early. Um, and try to get a big enough lead because you know they're gonna legs will be weary at the end as they always are in every side of a back to back game in the NHL. Yeah, and the Ducks didn't look like like they did last season where they just accepted the fact that they were gonna lose. And it seemed like they, I mean they tried in the third, they tried, you know, once they went down, it felt like you know they carried the play a lot. I think they finished the game with more shots than Pittsburgh when they had been outshot for pretty much most of the game. So, yeah, I, I could see them kind of going in with a new attitude and going, you know, hard at Columbus trying to pick up that win before they have, you know, a weekend off. So, yeah, I could, I could see it going either way. You know, I'm a little concerned. I'm not overly concerned about it, but it's just, you know, 
want to see that offense break out. It just hasn't happened. So realize yet, 92 in, in our chat says, well, come fall play tomorrow. You still you still think yes, there's a good chance? Yep. I think he's in too. Yes. Um, and then Daniel yeah. J09 uh, yeah. says, in what game do we get our first power play goal? That's a great question. <laughs> oh, We're only four gosh. in. Four games in. I made a bold Tomorrow's a good time. For, yeah. For, yeah, only four games in. Four games in, no power play goals. Uh that's that's rough. Um, there there are some power plays that look good. There are some power plays that just never get going for the Ducks. Uh, the, and it's always it's always seems to be different. It's like sometimes they want Getzloff and that Ovechkin spot to shoot, and then sometimes they want him up at that point. And once again, he's on the second power play unit. I don't think they have that lethal shot. That's that Ovechkin side shot. Um, and so I didn't like necessarily that Nick Ritchie was kind of there. There's, you know, they tried to like do things outside and then they had like Ritchie kind of move to the middle slot area to be kind of a trigger man for a setup. And I just don't think he's that guy. Um, so I'm not sure what they're going to be able to do or figure out, but it seems like they're kind of trying everything under the sun to try and figure out what combination might work and where. Um, I don't think Getzloff on the second line's going to be very helpful. I'd rather him be on the first line as a facilitator. Um, I mean, I'd even I take know. him in the Ovi spot. <laughs> when they're even, put, I mean, even put him down in the tomorrow's Ovi spot. Pro- tomorrow's probably the best yeah. time. It's Columbus. Uh, Shane in chat <laughs> says, uh, is Sherwood coming I, home I anytime soon? You think uh, we're going to see Kiefer Sherwood in Anaheim anytime soon? No. I think that they like the fourth line the way it is. I don't think they're going to bring him in anytime soon. Yeah. I d- yeah. Um, Watch tomorrow he get called up. Yeah, it'd be hard. Yeah, yeah, well, it depends. I mean, if, if you start losing, you start going, all right, well, we got to change things up. But, you know, with the exception of losing by one goal against Pittsburgh, um, the, you know, the Ducks haven't looked too terrible. Yeah, it sounds weird because I was high on them after the Detroit game. But right now, it's just, you know, it, I want to see how they play against Columbus. It's back-to-back. So, I mean, if he gets a chance in there, it's going to be one of those – you know, hey, it's back to back. Maybe some guys need a little bit of a rest, and maybe we need a little bit more energy. And there's where sh- I mean, there's a possibility, especially on a back to back. You know, if Comtois comes in and Sherwood comes in, we get a little bit more speed, a little bit more energy. Guys ready to jump in and try and, you know, who was your most so impressive duck tonight and your least impressive duck tonight? As, as always, John Gibson, the so most for- impressive. Uh, without him, this this game. So for me, long, it's Brendan long. Gooley. I think Brendan Gooley had a really, really strong game tonight. Played good minutes. He was a threat. He made plays happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I give him very good, good defensively, defensively too. Um, I would say Gibson right there with him, of course. Yeah. And it's easy to say Andre Kasha right there as well because you know he had the goal. But I really think Brendan Gooley has yeah. a game that's really coming to, um, you know, basically coming to uh, to light to everybody here that he's he's an NHLer. I think he's looked good all four games, played all over the ice yeah. um, on both sides of the puck. Uh, who is your most unimpressive tuck for the night? Oh, over sure. Josh Manson. I got Josh Manson. That's, 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 a, that's the guy. That's what I got. I can understand Josh Manson for sure. Uh, I, I can understand that. Um, at the same time, I felt like, you know, I don't know. It's just, yeah, he's he's made some decision making that. But I mean, 
I don't know. It just, I just felt like with Lundstrom, it's they're trying to force him into that you know second line or first line center role. It's just not his repertoire, and I don't know. It's just like everyone's high on him, but I'm I'm just not. I just don't feel like you know he, he makes the wrong decisions at the wrong time, and uh, he's he's got two lethal goal scorers on his side, and he can't make any. No, I don't know. I'm just I'm not impressed with him yet. Well, let's uh, get to any any more questions in chat. Is anybody in chat want to chime in with something here? Um, Brett does say he thinks the new system the Ducks uh, come out on fire in the start of uh, what does he say? Think the new system Ducks come out on fire in the start of a back to back. Last year they had no energy it seems at all in the second half of back to back. How do you feel about that that thought there from Brett? You think that he's right? I think they had I. Well, no, I think they had no energy at any game they played last year, whether it was the front of back-to-back, the back of back-to-back, or where they had three days of rest afterwards. Uh, now, that, that team last year, I, I don't like comparing last year, but we have such a small sample size from this year. You almost have to compare last year to this year to see where we might be at or how it's different or you know some sort of comparison. But last year was just atrocious from top to bottom. Um, this year, it's younger guys, so I feel that they'll be a rebound for sure. So I don't think you know back-to-backs are necessarily as tough. Uh, but at the same time, they haven't looked that impressive on the road. Uh, with the exception of the third period in Detroit, I haven't seen a really great dominant period from the Ducks in six periods. Yeah. So we'll we'll see uh, back to back. Sometimes you know, hey, you're a little bit more amped up and ready to go. And especially if Columbus is on the first of their back to backs, then maybe they're a little bit more like, all right, let's get through this one. You know, let's save a little energy for the next one. You know, maybe the Ducks can catch them. So we'll see. I mean, there's there's the opportunity. Yeah, Columbus is sure. a bad team. I think the Ducks are to come out on fire. They have a really good chance of getting up in front of the Jackets tomorrow. So I, and I would agree with Brett on that. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone's happy to play for Dallas. Nobody was happy to play for Randy. And so coming off uh, on no. the second game of a back-to-back, I mean, you're really like, good God, do I, I know we're probably going to get chewed up and spit out tonight after the game no matter what. Um, so hopefully I have yeah. enough legs in me to play for Ryan Miller because Miller, I mean, obviously he's been really good for Anaheim and deserves, you know, the, the goal support. I can't sure. wait for him to actually play. So we'll have to definitely see how that goes tomorrow night for Ryan. But it's good to have him back in the crease for Anaheim. Um, I think – Yeah, for sure – yeah, and, and, yeah. Sorry, and yeah. Just, just to your point, I, I 100% agree. That, I mean, that's you know, imagine them losing two one like they did right now with Carl. <laughs> that team would probably. All right, cool. Well, let's get on a plane. Let's go somewhere else. Let's play for this douche. I mean, it's just not going to really pan out where a team's going to play a whole lot better for you. And I, I can't wait for Ryan Miller to play because that dude is. Uh, you know, a starter on any other team. Yeah. So I can't wait. I It'd can't be wait great, too much. great to see tomorrow. You think he's gonna think he's gonna get the win tomorrow night? Daniel and chat asked how do you and chat asked how oh my god I'm tongue tied here. Think he's gonna play well? Yeah. Yeah, well he's definitely gonna play well in my opinion. Uh whether the the rest of the team plays well, that'll be I think I think they got to feel that, hey, we haven't, re- like I just said, we haven't really played a good game or, you know, at least half of a good game. 
So I feel like you know, they're going to try. I think Miller makes a lot of key saves, in my opinion, that kind of hopefully helps them out. They seem to be slow starters is what I'm noticing this season is that they don't quite kick it in until the second period or something like that. And then they get going. So we'll kind of see. But, yeah, I, I think they pull it out. And I think Ryan Miller has a, a stellar game. And, once again, the Ducks game. So – Great defense. One one question just, on Twitter. Honest. Obviously, at a Ducks loss, it's tough to get excited. Um, we have a, a question from uh, Tay Hartman. He says, "Talk about how terrible Getzloff was just about every area of the game tonight." Um, that's a that's tough. I don't think he was stand out stand out amazing, but he didn't really hurt Anaheim tonight. It was just kind of. Uh, the one play that I really liked from him, um, and it was kind of that didn't really affect the score at all, but he got super cocky and let the Penguins chase him around the net twice. Like he did, he went around the back of the net and then did it again and then yeah. wrapped the, wrapped right, the, yeah. wrapped the glass around. Oh, yeah, wrapped think, the right? glass. That was great. I thought that was great. Yeah. He, he was kind of, un, I don't know, unimpressive, but also not really disappointing. He's kind of like a blah game, which you could say from probably like 10 to 15 guys today. Everybody. So, yeah, I mean, if you're expecting Ryan Gesloff to just, you know, do what he's done, like, I don't want to say in his prime, but I mean, in his prime, in his prime, where it was just like, I'll take this team, I'll set up these plays, we'll get the goal, I'll be done with, you know, three assists on the night and we're good to go. You know, it's, he's not going to be that guy. So it's kind of like the people going, like, well, why can't Corey Perry score 50 goals anymore? It's like, it's just, it's not that league. He's not that player. It's not going to work that way. Um, he's also not getting the 21 minutes or 20 minutes that he normally plays. So, I mean, he's unimpressive, but you're like, just watch. They, they do four lines. I was like, I was like, when, when's the last time I saw Getzloff? I'm all, you know, I'm like, all right, Lundstrom, Henrique, uh, Rowney, or sorry, Grant. And it's like, all right, well. It's been like it's like seven, eight minutes. I haven't seen Getzloff out there. Oh, there he goes. Now he's on his shift and he's doing his thing. So, you know, I wouldn't say that uh, he's bad or he's, you know, he's nothing. It's just like it's the new team. The team is going to roll the four lines. I mean, but he did play and, 20 minutes uh, today this game with and- different guys. I mean, they just couldn't get it going. I mean, he was the third highest guy on, on, on ice tonight for time. So I, I just think he had a bad game. Well, thank you for ruining my whole thing. He, he thank played you. five more minutes than what he had been. So. <laughs> no, it was fine. I didn't. I didn't think it was a detriment. I didn't think he was uh, someone that cost us a game or anything. But you know, he just like all the other forwards, he didn't exactly excel at the offensive side of things. I felt everything was just a little bit. Well, off I think that will do it for Remember. us. The Ducks drop this one first of the regular season. The win streak is over. Uh, talk about a loss tonight: two to one to Pittsburgh oh. in Pittsburgh. Um, Fire Eakins, 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 right? That's what everyone's Well, it's because they were playing at a power play goal arena, whatever that is, PPG Paints, whatever that is. Yeah, Yeah, get rid of John Gibson. That dude can't win a game in the last one (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to to listen to us rant tonight. (laughs) And if you were here at the beginning of the show and saw the technical difficulties that uh, my dumbass had, I uh, thank you for staying on for that. I'll be sure to edit those off of the audio version of the show for tomorrow morning because it would be a lot of nothing because Jason's (laughs) mic was muted during that entire time. Uh, for some reason. So no one heard you rant, whatever you were talking about at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I went on so <laughs> rant for a while. I'm like, I have Nobody. no idea what I'm talking about. But I, don't, I even said like three times, I don't want to chime in, just throw it oh, in Oh, that's great. So that's it. 
Thank you for tuning uh, in. You can I find know. us everywhere. You can find a podcast. Um, I personally use Podcruncher. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Apparently, Google Play didn't update with the most recent shows. So we got to figure that out. But uh, you can always stay up to date with us on Twitter, Forever Mighty. Um, you can always go to our website, ForeverMighty.com. And uh, our Patreon. If you want to support us more than you already are by listening and you have some extra cash in your pocket to throw to us, uh, we have great giveaways for different tiers for people that are uh, donating every month for Patreon. Plus, two bonus shows, a game show. There's a ton of stuff. Check us out on Patreon.com uh, and you can um, you know help out there if you'd like. If not, that's great too. But uh, everyone, have a great night and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Oh, cool hockey. Yeah, I'm Damn it, I almost forgot. Uh, they do. We do our Forever Mighty hey, three star leaderboard. This is a good one for you guys who listen to the show. Have a chance to get a free jersey at the end of every month. You have to win the month for sure. But uh, about forty five minutes before the show, we throw out three questions. Um, you have to get them right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, throughout every single game throughout the month. You get and then, you, get, uh, yeah. you compete against <laughs> you everybody. Get three questions. You get. A- you get, a, you get a point for every right question. At the end of the month, we add them up. Whoever wins gets a brand-new, customizable yep. jersey, by the way. And they are legit. We have it doesn't have to be a Duckies jersey either. Watch parties. It doesn't. It's, you know, somehow, if you listen to us and you're not a Ducks fan and you want to do a, a Harper Whaler jersey, I don't know. Uh, and you can customize it to whatever you want, but they are legit jerseys. We have seen our our fans at watch parties show up. They're legit. They're just 100% all the way. So even if you don't win it, 100% recommend to go to them and actually get your jerseys, uh, customizable or not. But if you put in FM20, you get 20% off. Uh, that's their little bonus for uh, us promoting them. But they are legit good. That's where we yep. get our Thank you to CoolHockey.com. Check them out. All right, guys. We're out of time. And we'll be back tomorrow. And hopefully no technical difficulties. Have a great night, everyone. <laughs> Bye, guys.